0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Project Deep End, the show about building a pool service business. I'm your host Dave, and today I want to talk to you about opportunity costs. Um, this is a the concept of opportunity costs. If you're not familiar, is you know if you spend time on one thing, that means you cannot spend time on another thing because time is finite and you only have so much of it. And so if you invest your time uh, doing something, you are in you know, you are, for all intents and purposes, not investing your time in some other thing that will potentially net you other returns. And so, you have to sort of weigh the pro and cons of each time investment you make, uh, because the time is so finite. Finite, and so you want to make uh, high impact uh, time investments as much as possible um, compared to lower impact, uh, you know, time investments. Right. So that's that's opportunity cost, but. I want to kind of crack into that a little bit more, uh, because the I, I've been thinking a lot about this recently uh, when it comes to business, and you know the the theory itself is great, and you know it's kind of a good like oh you know maybe I should really think about my options here, um, but what I have found is it really doesn't matter uh, when you're when you're just getting started. So for example, when I was in my first year of business, it really didn't matter. I mean yes, like I, obviously I have to spend. Time on the things that are going to net me the most value back then, um, you know. But the reality was, is I just needed to say yes to every opportunity that came my way because we were so small and we desperately needed to get bigger. Um, Now, when I started, I had about 65, 67 pools. I bought a couple of routes just to get my, you know, foot in the door. Um, All of my pools were dramatically underpriced for the market at the time. This was 2020, Um, and. You know, so it, although I had a lot of pools, you know, I was making next to nothing on each one of them. So I needed to grow. But I, what I liked about doing the deal that I got is number one, I bought them for very, very cheap um, because they were so undervalued. Um, and then number two, uh, you know, I have a family and a house and, you know, I, I didn't know if this was going to work when I first started. I kind of just guessed that the pool business was going to be a good investment, Um so I needed to make sure that I had volume built in and so that if I lost a customer or two while I was learning how to do this job, it wouldn't matter so much uh, versus if I had bought a route, you know, a better priced route for 30 pools, right? You know, that's a 50% or that, um, that it, yeah, that is a 50% bigger hit um, to my total volume and, and really the, the total risk I'm incurring doing these pools, Uh, doing this, this business, right? So if I lost one customer at 60 pools, um, you know, I'm losing one sixtieth versus if I lose a customer at 30 pools, I'm, I'm losing 1 Like That's a much bigger, uh, you know, it's double the, the risk, right? So I went for volume when I started and I knew what I was getting into. I knew my pri- my my uh, prices were very underpriced or my, my rates were very underpriced, but it was a great foot in the door. It taught, you know, I saw more pools, so I got better faster. That was another reason. So I did a lot of, you know, there was a lot of reasons as to why I did it. But that being said, the total revenue was still very low. The total revenue was probably that of a fort. like if I, if they were all pr, uh, priced properly, I, it would have been the equivalent of like doing, of my 67 pools, it would have been the equivalent of doing 40 pools, so um, that was my start, so I had to say yes to every opportunity that came my way, I had to say yes to absolutely trash can pools with leaks, and and all this stuff, and you know, I, I didn't know how to price things right yet, and you know, there's a lot of learning that I had to do. Um, And so there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, oh, if I take this pool and it costs me extra chems, I may not be able to take this other pool. Or if I take this pool and it costs me this hour, I won't be able to spend that hour on two other pools, right? There was none of that. It was more of just, I'll just work until I die. <laughs> I will just work myself. Uh, you know, I will work until I pass out because I needed this to work so bad because my mortgage was on the line and that was where my two-year-old son lives and I needed to be able to pay food or, or pay for food so that he could eat and you know my wife and I could eat and there were de- there were definitely nights where I barely could right so we were eating beans and rice for a very long time. Um, so in the very beginning, it's it's in in anybody's journey, it's. So much less important to understand this concept. Um, so don't beat yourself up if you're like, "Oh man, I haven't really thought about this," or you know, I don't really factor that into the, the way I decide on what to to do. It doesn't matter if you're if you're just brand spanking new, just starting out. Just get as much work as you can, learn as much as you can. That's what's important when you're first starting out. Um, however. When you start to grow, when, as I've started to grow and as my business has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and now that we're on the doors, you know, the, the 200 customer, um, we're, we're getting so close to that 200 customer mark, you know, my time is very, it, it, it's very valuable. Um, and, and I don't necessarily mean in dollars, but I guess if you if you think about it in dollars, it is. Um, you know, if you think about it in total revenue that we, we pull in, like, yeah, uh, we're getting close to like $1,000 a day. Uh, that, we're, that we're generating. We're very close to that. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, like now I have to actually really think about how I spend my time. and And I wanted to just kind of throw some Um, real examples of how I have to think about like what I think about when I think about my time spend, how I'm spending my time, um, you know, and and what are the opportunities that I have to say no to uh, and what are the costs of saying no to those. And um, so, yeah, I just kind of wanted to dive in to show you kind of some of the decisions that I have to make um, on a regular basis so, uh, and, and hopefully that kind of shows the importance of really thinking about opportunity costs. And maybe I, th- I find something that I'm doing now that I really shouldn't be. Um, so, opportunity costs. What are some real life experiences when, when it comes to opportunity costs? So, here's one. I don't have a contractor's license, I could probably... Now, for most people, it takes four years in in the industry. You have to prove that you've been doing this for four years before you even qualify to take your your contractor's exam. Um, But I have a college degree. It's a leg up. And I've been doing this for two years and some change. So I believe with those two things combined, I should, in theory, qualify to be able to go and get my contractor's license. Now, what the contractor license does is it allows you to bill do work and bill out um, the work for, or, 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 or do work that will cost your customers more than $500. I think this year it moved up to 700 because of inflation, uh, but I can't technically bill out work, well, let me rephrase that, I cannot technically do work myself uh, that will cost my customers more than $700, I have to have a contractor do it, right? Right. And so, you know, I can never do those repairs legally, and I don't plan on breaking the law, so I don't do those repairs that cost more than seven hundred bucks. I believe it is seven hundred. I got to re-relook, but I know it went up. I just don't know exactly how much it went up to. Um, it was at, before before all this crazy inflation. It was like five hundred bucks or something like that. I don't I don't really remember because um, most of the stuff I do, I sub out. So, but you know, when I sub sub subcontract workout, I'm splitting that, that profit margin. And, uh, you know, and so I'm losing out, you know, if a job, if a a pump install will net me about $600 in profit, I'm losing two to 300 of that to my contractor. Now, granted he, you know, the, it's usually about 200 150, 200 bucks, um, for the install. It's very quick. Um, but I'm losing out on a big percentage of profit that I could use to then put into marketing to get more customers, right? So there's there, there's opportunity costs all over the place. It's not just like one thing, you know, by me not getting my contractor's license, which is going to take me probably a good six months of working on it once or twice a week, you know, working on it here or there, um, and jumping through little hoops here and there, uh, and but the but the cost of not having it is, and I do pumps maybe two to three times a month on average. Um, during the busy season, it's like four times a month. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of older pools that have really old equipment, and, you know, that, that equipment starts to break down. I do my best to keep everything alive as for as long as I can. But in, in the state of California, you cannot have single-speed pumps for filter pumps um that are I mean now they have some like special pumps that are coming out that you, that make it so that you can but you know most most people should get a variable speed pump because it's going to be so much more efficient. They're going to save on electricity um and it's the law, right? So we're putting in variable speed pumps, but I have to go through my contractor to do so. So again, I'm missing out on on tons and tons of money. I mean, let's just let's just call it about 40% of the profit margin. I'm losing because I can't do it myself. And it's not that I don't know how to do it myself. I do. Um, Chemistry is probably, probably my weakest link um, to my game, but the actual like mechanics, plumbing, electrical, all of that stuff came very naturally to me. So I'm I'm pretty decent at that stuff. Um, I don't think I'm as good as my contractor has been doing it for 20 years, but and um, and I, I want to get into that in a second. But you know, so I'm losing about 40% of my my margin. That is my opportunity cost, and if I'm doing that often, that's like $500 a month that are just that I could be getting that I'm not uh, because. I don't have a contractor's license. And that's just pumps, you know. I, I also do a filter or two every month. You know, there's booster pumps go out. There's a lot of things that go out. And, you know, I would say my opportunity cost equals out to be about $500 of profit, anywhere from $500 to $1,000 a month in profit that is just gone because I won't spend the time to get my contractor's license. Now, I do want to go get my contractor's license so that I can feel more comfortable um, knowing what I'm liable for, what the laws are, all that good stuff. Like, I absolutely want to get my contractor's license. However, Here's the flip side of that, of that, um, that equation, right? That, that opportunity cost equation on the flip side of that is even if I got my contractor's license, I still wouldn't do these repairs myself. And here's why. I have 200 customers to main, to manage to weekly service. That is what we do. Our bread and butter is weekly service. We do not advertise ourselves as repairs. In fact, repairs are actually an anti keyword I use in Google because I don't want calls for just repairs. I have no interest in doing just repairs. I have every my my company's one and only sole purpose is to show up every single week and clean out our customers' pools and maintain the pool. The only pr- and if I could do no repairs, I would. The problem is, is it's it's expected. Um, When you you do pool service and you want to specialize in pool cleaning, it is expected that you do the repairs as well. And if you want to charge enough money so that you can pay guys well, so that you get good quality people to go into the backyards, you kind of have to just bite the bullet and do those repairs as well, Um, which is a big pain uh, for me right now because Uh, You know, I'm not that good at delegating repairs to my team because I'm not that good at training my team because it's an opportunity cost. But I would not do these big, large repairs still because I have too much work to do throughout the week with my team to go and make sure that we deliver on the core service that we provide. So it is still more beneficial to trade that $650 to $1,000 a month and give that to a contractor who can just get this work done um, at a high quality. Uh, Yeah, with with very high quality, Um, and my customers end up winning because also here's the other thing. If I wanted to go and do this, well, then I would have to learn how to do these repairs very well, and I would because again, this stuff comes naturally to me. I do, you know, I've been able to teach myself a lot. I I had a lot of help in the beginning, uh, and then you know, then I just kind of figured it out. There's YouTube videos. It's not that hard. you know and 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 you get better at with it at time over time and i have plenty of work to learn these lessons and get better at this stuff over time but it's not worth it to me because what would what is more worth it to me you know i still make profit on these jobs right and what is more worth it to me is to go and find somebody who already knows how to do this very well have them do an exceptional job from the get go okay sorry i just took a call from my lead technician in the field. Kind of lost my train of thought there. But, um, you know, so I, it does not make sense to me to, just for the simple fact that it's going to give me an additional $650 to $1,000 per month, variable by the way i don't know i there's no counting on that hap, you know being there's no counting on that money being there we have months where we have very few repairs it just averages out to be about that much in the big repairs the little repairs we make a little bit you know it's probably double that you know total profit uh, uh that's profit loss by the way so you know we, we we make some money on repairs but it's really not what we're after um, we're just after that service. We're just after the recurring revenue. My whole goal, the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle here is just to get this recurring revenue number up and then keep churn down because that is how you build an enormous fortune is, is by having a, a product or service that people don't stop buying month over month and you can grow month over month. That's how you build a fortune. That's how I'm going to build mine. Um and so repairs, I don't really care all that much about. I want, to, I just want to make sure that they're done well, right? Because then I, I don't have to deal with it. That's that's the biggest thing with repairs. I just want them to be done well. And so, you know, by sp- getting, yes, yeah, six hundred fifty dollars to $1,000 more a month would be great. It would get us a little bit closer to that break-even mark right now because we are still cash flow negative. It would be a huge help for sure, all that good stuff. Yes, it would. However, it's definitely not worth the co- the trade-in and time because you got to remember the, that 650, like my time right now is very limited, and it's my sole focus right now is building my team and you know improving my team, improving the quality of service, and growing the service. Growing the the customer base. Those are the big big initiatives for us this year. I want to get to five hundred thousand in recurring revenue, which will probably net us around six hundred thousand in projected revenue by the end of the year. At first, it was eight hundred thousand, but uh, I I'm getting really fried, and I think I need to just take a breather at five hundred thousand. But at five hundred thousand, that's a big enough team where I can hire an office admin slash customer service person to take the frontline communication for my computer or for my my uh, customers off of my plate. And then I can also have a big enough team where I'm not doing the day-to-day delivering of that uh, weekly service. And I'm much more focused on service calls, minor repairs, and scheduling these big repairs, right? Um, and you know, so far, I have been able to do these things. I have been able to, so far, uh, uh, work with enough contractors locally so that I can take these things off of my plate. These, these bigger repairs off my plate. So um, I do want to have a contractor's license because I, I think the information that I would get uh, when obtaining that license is huge and it would be massively, massively helpful uh, for, so that I understand what liability I have, like truly all that good stuff. There's a lot of ways that getting my contractor's license will improve my overall quality of business because it will just, but it, it is strictly for the information. It is not because I want to go out and start doing big repairs and and then finally like the opportunity cause so that's that's what i need to spend all of my time doing right um, and it, for me to go and do these repairs to make, you know, to be able to do four pumps, a boost, you know, filter pumps, variable speed, booster pumps, learn how to, you know, hang, uh, controllers like easy touch eights and, you know, aqua or aqua logics and, you know, all that stuff, learn that stuff, get better at it, you know, replacing actuators and adjusting the cams and all that, all that kind of stuff and, and putting in booster pumps and hooking them up to relay switches and wire it hot versus wire it not, you know all of these things are great and I know sort of enough to know how to learn how to do it but I also know four pumps and a filter and the the time it takes to pick up that equipment and all that you know that's that 650 to thousand dollars would probably cost me about 15 to maybe even 20 hours per month and now all of a sudden that thousand bucks for 20 hours is not that great Right? And I know over time I would get better at it and I would get faster. But, you know, here's the other thing what, what would I be competing with for my customers, by the way? And my goal for my customers is whenever we have a, a big repair like this, um, like one of these, these things, I want them to be very happy because these are big ticket items. At least they are to me. Um, These are thousands and thousands of dollar products that we are installing that need to work for at least a few years, right? Um, At the very minimal, a few years. And so it needs to be done really well. And yeah, I could learn to do it really well. And after after a year or so, I'm sure I would be pretty dang good. But would I be better than my contractor who's been doing this for almost 20 years? probably not, right? And so, you know, when I'm when we're talking about end the, the 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 quality that my customers would end up getting, they would in, inevitably get worse quality. Not to say that it would be bad quality, but there would there is better quality that I can provide by just sharing some of the profit. So that is an example of opportunity cost. Do I get my contractor's license right now when we don't even have enough money for a customer service office support person? Do I get go out and spend all this time and money and effort getting my contractor's license when at the end of the day, I'm not even going to really use it? The answer is No. It's not worth it. I thought, and I I think it is worth it to do at some point this year, but it is definitely a back burner priority. And if I'm being really honest, it's probably not going to be something I do this year. It's probably going to be something I focus on doing next year because what's more important is growing to that 500,000 marker because that puts my business in a very stable position. That puts my business in a position where I can... I can rest assured that if I'm down for the count for like a week, my business isn't going to go crashing down. I'll have enough people in place that have dependencies on the income that they get from their jobs that they won't let it come crashing down. We might take a hit at 500,000. Sure. We might not do a great job on some things. Maybe, um, you know, maybe some things get missed. Maybe some, we might even lose a customer from down for a week, um, unexpectedly. But at the end of the day, you know that's that's the level uh, of business where I see the minimal viable, uh, where I can kind of start stepping away if I have to. I don't think this is a business that can run itself for six months. I don't think this is a business that I can you know walk away and live a, a beautiful passive income life. No, that's not at all what I'm saying. Um, oh, hold on. Oh, sorry, I had to pull over for an ambulance there. Uh, so you know this is not to say that i'm going to go some passive income but that 500,000 like that is the marker where my business is relatively stable uh, until then i'm holding all of this up all on my shoulders and my wife's shoulders we are if we go down the whole thing comes crashing down so 500,000 in recurring revenue that's roughly when i'm projecting this thing can kind of stand on its own a little bit you know we won't we won't come crashing down if something were to happen and that's super important to me because my kids future is depending on this, right? My children are depending on this. So, that's my number one priority is to get to that 500,000 in recurring revenue marker, $40,000 a year or a month. We can get there. We'll be okay. So, that's an example of an opportunity cost. So it's multidimensional. You know, you can't think about these in in this 2D way. Like, well, if I do this, then I can't do that. Um, It is much more uh, fluid. It is much more involved. And as you get bigger, those opportunity cost equations become bigger as well. Um, They become so much more multifaceted. And so that's that's one opportunity cost that that I think I, I thought about recently, and um, I just wanted to kind of share uh, that that you need to start thinking about this. Like once you start getting, you know, once you're kind of past that survival mode, once you're once you're kind of well getting feeling relatively well established, and I don't necessarily mean with with money necessarily, but with skill set and your ability to drive your business, uh, you know, to the the place you wanted to go. Um, you know that that is when you really need to start thinking about these. These equations, these, the, these opportunity costs. And then what's interesting is, is once you get into the habit of saying, well, if I do this, then that means that this happens, this happens, and this happens, and I can't do this, and I'll lose out on this, and this dollar amount will be lost. You actually start learning to apply this in your life. For example, I would love to learn how to speak Spanish, but I only have a certain amount of time during the day. And here's, here are my two priorities. I want to be a good, I want to be a great father and husband. I want to be good for my family, and I want to r- build a giant business. I want to be great at mountain biking. I want to be good at video games, and I want to and I want to learn how to speak Spanish. Those are the things that I recently have been thinking about. I want to be good at. Well, the reality is, is I you know to be a good father, you have to put in a lot of time with your kids. To be a good husband, you have to put in good time, good quality time with your wife. Um, to be a good, to have a solid business that is where I just described it would be, you know, five hundred thousand in recurring revenue and and uh, enough team members to to be able to handle um, some worst case scenarios. Well, you have to put in a shitload of time. To be good at mountain biking, you have to ride a lot of mountain bikes. You know, you to ride mountains a lot, right? You, gotta, you have to put in that time. To be good at, you know, video games, I have to play a lot. You know, I have to work on mechanics. I have to do, you know, I'm talking first-person shooters. I love video games, so whatever. Um, it's just something I do in my, in my spare time. And Um, you know, and, and all of those other things, and I want to learn Spanish and to learn Spanish. If you really want to learn Spanish, you have to do it every day. The more immersive, the more time you put, the faster you're going to learn. And, and really, if you don't put enough time, you won't learn. So five minutes a day, sure, that'll get you some vocabulary, but will you really know how to speak Spanish? Probably not. Um, so, so yeah, so there, there's opportunity costs in all of those things that I want, and so you have to kind of set these priorities and, and this, this framework of thought is something that I think, you know, is something that kind of bleeds into the rest of your life. So, for example, I'm, I, you know, all those things are so, sound fun to be good at. There's really only two that are important to me, the business and then my family. And, you know, unfortunately, right now, because we are not in a place where the business is stable, And we are not in a place where the business is making enough and has a large enough team to be stable. I have to spend all of my time. The majority of my time is spent on this business. And the sad reality of that is I am consciously making a sacrifice, uh, uh, you know, on the family side. And so, but, you know, don't get me wrong, the rest of my time is spent with my family. I don't mountain bike, I play video games once a night. For like 15 to 30 minutes. Not going to get good at video games. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, pra- I, I was learning Spanish for a while in the beginning of, of doing this business, but I don't do it anymore because I don't have the bandwidth in my mind. That's the other thing. You only have so many decisions you, you can make. You only have so much brain power, at least for me. Um, you know, I need to give my brain a break. Now, my brain kind of doesn't stop. That's why I play video games every night, is it's one of the few things uh, in my life that actually flip that switch off. Um, I, it's very hard for me to flip the switch off. And... Uh, um, I hate to admit it, but sometimes my, it's, it's, it's hard to f- flip the switch off with my family. I wish it was easier. And I, and I know it's something I just have to practice at, but I don't, I don't make it every time. And that's why family kind of takes a hit. So right now, my number one priority is this business. And it is number one priority is the business because in the end, uh, you know, uh, um, one step removed uh, or indirectly, it's going to benefit my family in the long run. It's just in the short run, I have to make those sacrifices. So I don't in the summertime, I don't see my kids very often. Not not that I don't... I see them most days, but there are days where I don't see them. I go two, three days without seeing them sometimes, and it sucks. At least that was the first couple of years. This year, I'm trying to make a point to always see my kids at least once per day. Um, This year, I don't want to have that happen again this summer, but um, that is what it has costed me to build the business that I have now. Um, And, you know, it's not easy. That's not an easy pill to swallow, and it's not something I'm happy about. It's not something that... I hope I don't regret it. It's one of those. It's one of those where it's like I know right now I've decided that this is more important. This is more important than being there as often as I want to be. And sometimes family really does have to take a back seat to this thing, to this monster that I'm building, but I have to build it to a certain point so that I can take the hands off the wheels a little bit, so I can back off a little bit. I can't back off right now. We're past the point of no return. If I were to back off on this, we go bankrupt. That's where we're at right now. If I if I back off on the business, my family goes bankrupt. We lose everything. So there's no, there's no, there's no breaks on this train. Um, and these are opportunity. So this is another example of opportunity costs. And as you grow, you you see, um, you know, it, it's hard to be good at business. It's hard to be good at being a good, you know, to be good at, at being a father. It's hard. These are hard things in life. And you know, you can only be, be good at so many things because you only have so much time. And so you got to spend that time on the things that really matter. And indirectly, I am spending all of my time on this business because I want it to be good for my family, because I want this to give me the freedom that I always wanted for my family, for me to be good at being a father. The problem is I'm going to have to kind of undo some damage that I know I'm probably doing. Um, And I I don't mean I come home and I yell at my kids. It's just, you know, an absent father is not a good father. So, and I'm not absent. I'm, I don't want to beat myself up too much. I don't want to paint this picture like I'm neglecting my family or neglecting my kids. I see them every day. Um, but the first couple of years of doing this, there were some, there were a couple of points where it was very, very um, low amount of time spent, and it kills me. It breaks my heart. I hate. I hate that that's the reality. But that is the reality. Um, and you see, these, you see these trade-offs. You start seeing everything as these trade-offs. Everything is a time spent. Do I want to spend time with these people on the weekend or do I want to spend time in my garden with my kids? You know, Do I want to spend time going out and seeing family, you know, extended family, or do I want to spend time with cancer? Do I want to spend time with, with building this business? Right, and, and all of these things, you know, they, they become more and more complicated, and uh, this this framework of thinking becomes more and more important to the point where it's it's just ingrained, and I'm I'm doing these equations all the, all day long, because I get opportunities all day long, which is an, a great place to be, it is an excellent place to be, but it is really important to, to hit the right, you know, make those right the, the, the correct calls and make those trade-offs based on your priorities. So I guess um, the last thing I want to say is you know once you get to this level, once you get to this stage of business, um, it is important to know what your priorities are. For me, family is my number one and that is why my business is currently my number one. It's because family is my number one. and I know it doesn't sound it sounds counterintuitive but it really is that, that really is how it works. I only have enough so much time and I want more time and the only way I get more time in a capitalistic society uh which I'm all for uh is to build something that provides build a money printing machine that provides you that time and that's what I'm trying to build I'm trying to build time with my kids So anyway that's all I got for you today <coughs> Uh just wanted to share some thoughts on on how to how to think about how to spend your time um Yeah, that's it. So thank you so much for listening. Um, Happy Friday to everybody out there. And until the next one, have a good rest of your day. Bye.